welcome to CXO, a magical podcast to help you serve better and concoct experiences that are superlative in nature. I'm your host, Supriya Sharma, bringing to you in each episode didactic nuggets so you can get inspired to sprinkle stardust in your company, your home, and the community on the whole. Here on CXO today is Sharmat Spain, who's a customer experience leader creating industry-defining end-to-end customer experiences across all customer-facing channels. She's currently overseeing strategy and execution of a writer experience at Best Buy. Welcome to CXO, Sharmat. Hi, thanks so much for having me. How are you today? Yeah, really well, thank you. Excited to be on the podcast and talking about uh, customer experience. Absolutely, we are going to be talking a lot about customer experience, but first let me know about your experience about the weather in London today. So how does the sky look like? (laughs) Yeah, it is very sunny. We're having a very late summer (laughs) at the moment, so we're in a bit of a heat wave, which is very nice, enjoying it. Hmm. And it tunes into the rider experience that your company provides, Buzz Bike. So tell us more about what you do at Buzz Bike and how your riders are feeling this summer. Yeah, so uh, we are a bike subscription business based in London. Um, So we aim to remove the hassle and stress from cycling. Um, So as a rider of BuzzBike, you receive um, a BuzzBike, a really great lock, um, an app so you can track all your rides, win rewards for riding with us as well. And we also provide on-demand servicing, um, which is included in your subscription. So you never have to go to a bike shop and get any kind of repairs. We do it for you. And if your bike is stolen, which sadly happens quite a lot in London, uh, we'll replace it for you as well. So our whole mission exists to uh, make cities more sustainable and change the way that we move around cities. Um, so the sun is perfect for doing just that. So yeah, very good to see the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when it comes to a business into sustainable logistics like you are, what is that... Uh the lodestone of customer experience, what is the most important thing about creating a magical experience for your customers when it comes to a sustainable logistics business like you're into? Yeah, so um, because of our mission and that we really want to change the dynamic, it's not such a short-term interaction. Um, That loyalty from riders is so important to us because the only way that we can change um, or achieve on our mission and change the way that we do move around cities and aim for that sustainability is if it's kind of baked into our riders' lifestyle. Um, so we that's kind of what our customer experience is based around, removing obstacles whenever they arise as quickly as possible to just remove any points of tension. Um, so as you can appreciate, um, with bikes, they're not always reliable. Things will go wrong. You know, if you get um, an issue with your bike, you're not going to be able to ride it. So we have our rider happiness team, which is our world-class customer service team um, who are on hand and they respond to all of our riders in under 15 minutes um, because we want to match that level of service to our product which is something which helps you get around quickly without any stress Um, and then we also have our bike professors who are our next level mechanics and they just travel to any address where you're at service your bike get you back on the road 
Um, so we really, really care about our riders and that's kind of what our experience is all about. Hmm. So tell me, what's the secret here in providing this magical experience? Whether you have to follow the industry-leading KPIs or you go against the industry-leading KPIs to have those experiences which create customer loyalty and longevity? So we do lean into um, the industry KPIs. We feel like we know that we're being judged against other companies all the time. Um, something we do try to differentiate between is you can be a customer of anywhere, but that's why we use the name Rider, so that we you feel special. But we know that we're constantly being compared to lots of different um, customer support and customer service out there. So we do, um, yeah, we do follow the KPIs, but then we do follow more principles instead of strict guidelines. So in terms of that rider delight um, we very much empower the team to come up with solutions um, which sort of feel a lot more personal uh, I think when you've got the KPIs and the data it really removes that emotional element from it but in terms of kind of surprising and delighting our riders and making them feel cared about that's something that's uh, very much kind of creative that we come up with ourselves as individuals how about empowering the frontline team was the culture in your organization built like this from day one or you transformed it into this and was something else before? Um, so I've been with Buzzbike since the very start. So I came into Buzzbike when there wasn't um, a customer service or rider happiness function. Um, so I guess that sort of sat with me, the evolution of um, how our, our team grows. Um, what was really great is that our founders, Tom and Andy, are really obsessed with the customer um, experience side of things as well, which is fantastic. So it kind of became very clear in our values from the start that we wanted our rider happiness team to feel very empowered because we're very conscious that in other organizations it can feel very siloed sort of off to one side people don't care about your opinions which is so backwards for us because we're the people talking to the riders we're getting those points of feedback so actually our rider happiness team sit right in the core of everything we do um, to the point where they actually sign up on marketing emails and campaigns that are going out because they can read them in the same way that the rider would and kind of point anything out that feels that it won't land as well or that the rider will take in a certain way. So they're very empowered to um, give feedback, to provide those insights, to make sure that their, their voice is heard, but the voice of the rider is also coming through. So I think it's been a natural evolution, but the way that we've kind of been able to empower the team like that is just having that real customer centricity um, having that included in our culture we talk about um, riders a lot so you wouldn't really have a meeting happen without it kind of always coming back to well what would our riders think about that we treat them like friends which i think is how it how it evolves like that hmm. so during the hiring process what do you look out for in the candidates who are going to be working in your customer experience team do you look out for that attitude or you look out for specific skills when you're hiring them um, yeah, I definitely don't look for specific skills. Like, yeah, that's kind of my, I feel like you can teach a lot of skills um, quite easily. So it's sort of that natural intuition, um, which comes alongside that empathy as well. So just the ability to really sense when something's not 
going right for the customer and really wanting to fix it. So in terms of that, I've found um, my best hires have come from a hospitality background just because they've had that real face-to-face -face interaction with um, customers. And that's the thing when you're in that situation, if you work in hospitality and there's a complaint, you don't have the time behind a computer to compose a response. You've got to be empathetic. You've got to come up with a solution. You've got to calm down the situation. Um, and I just think that's un unparalleled. So that's what I kind of look for, that real kind of, it's actually probably the need to please. I feel like we're all quite people pleasers, but that makes you really good at your job. <laughs> you just mentioned about empathy. And uh, I remember reading an article by you, which says empathy isn't the most important characteristic or the most important customer service characteristic at BuzzBike. So what do you actually mean by that? Yeah, so um, we tend to come down, I hear empathy said a lot, um, and I, I do think that's true, but we kind of lean more towards compassion. Um, and the way that I would say that difference is, is empathy, as we all know, is the ability to really feel the emotion that somebody is um, explaining to you. But what that leads quite quickly to is emotional burnout. So if you really empathize with somebody who's complaining and they're really angry or really upset, you can really hold on to those feelings. And, you know, as somebody who's speaking on the phone a lot or via email, it just compounds. And I think it can really affect your positive mindset and you can become quite kind of like jaded by lots of these experiences. So, you know, we're not therapists, which I think sometimes can be confused with like customer service or hospitality. Like we're not trained to take on these feelings. So what we need to do is recognize them, listen to them, show that we understand them. But then once we've dealt with it, not take that home with us, um, which I do hear quite a lot in customer service and just other organizations that that happens, that burnout. So we're really conscious of it. So I think the best thing with compassion is that to the rider, it feels like empathy, but to us, it feels like we're if not taking that feeling fully with us. Hmm, very interesting. This is one of the issues that all of us in customer service face that, okay, we are listening to so much of uh, negative emotion also at times, a negative commentary that it sometimes builds into us and it drains our energy as well and we are not able to perform the task that we are able to do, we should be performing. So what, what is your style of dealing with it? Um, I've been in customer service now for kind of around six years and I think it's just you get that natural confidence. I remember in the beginning when I first started I was probably terrified to speak on the phone or to definitely deal with a complaint over the phone where you have to remain very composed. I think now my style of dealing with it is very much looking past the emotion so I kind of see anger as quite a secondary emotion so if someone's angry you know that beneath the anger is something else whether it's disappointment, sadness, and I just try and really let the emotion wash over me, not connect with that and actually just really listen to what's underneath the message that's being said. And when you do that, it's very hard not to see it from their point of view. You know, they're, they're upset about something, you just have to find out what. And once you reach that point, it's very usually quick to come up with a solution. You know what they want. But I feel like often, especially when you start out in your career a bit, you just hear the anger and that kind of freaks you out a little bit, makes you quite scared. You don't know where to go, you're sort of frozen. So that, yeah, we do a lot of sort of empathy training or compassion training, um, just to make sure that that's not kind of a distraction. The emotion isn't the distraction that we can actually drill underneath that um, and get to the core issue. And don't you think this is so relevant, not only in terms of customer service, but in our personal life as well? 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's definitely helped me become a better listener by working in customer service. So I sometimes pick up on it when I'm with my friends and I can tell that I've kind of put my listening hat on and, you know, you use those like minimal encourages. So like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, making sure that someone can hear that you're listening if they can't see you. So yeah, definitely benefited me personally, I think. <laughs> Do you think universities can have a role here to play on uh, making people ready for such jobs? Because this is not only, again, relevant for frontliners, but everybody in the organization across in the entire hierarchical levels, whether you're the CEO or you're the manager or you are the security. I mean, this works for all of us. So what role do you think universities can play here in making us ready for a better corporate experience? Yeah, so I think that's something that we are really, um, I think, good at here. So when somebody starts as a, a new member of the team, we have a full immersion plan. Um, and with that, they spend time in lots of different departments. So they spend time in rider happiness so they can really see what the riders are, um, what their kind of core issues are or what they're loving. But also um, so that rider happiness is positioned as that very central team. You know, everybody's got to spend time in it, which means that if we ever need support, um, we have people to help us with that but we also have everybody go for a day to deliver our buzz bike so they actually get to meet the riders even if their normal job wouldn't entail they ever come like meet them um, they go with the drivers they can really see that kind of that's the magical point of the experience if you've ordered a buzz bike the point where you get it delivered to you 48 hours after you've ordered it it's ready to ride um, that's the magic so we really want everybody to experience that magic moment with the rider which just helps you be able to be really great at your job if you work in marketing or the growth team you then know that that's such a central point of our experience that we need to be driving everybody to very quickly um so yeah i really think that it is you're right it's empowering everybody in the team and making them see these experiences um which they have, they can just take back into their role as well so let's delve a little into the history the companies who are acing customer experience like amazon and zappos and the nordstroms of the world um this entire concept of customer experience and creating memorable experiences only very recent i think not not more than a decade old and that too is pioneered by these companies and they still seem to be outliers and it doesn't seem to have uh, you know sunk into the uh, into the system of the entire organizations across the world so where do you think are we missing what is that missing chain or the missing link in the entire system which is not letting customer experience to be that integral part of business and the experience economy yeah absolutely i think i mean this is something i'm really passionate about having had my career in customer service and i see it a lot with other people um especially who are starting out in the industry so i feel that missing piece is really around career development um it's very rare especially in the uk for customer service to be positioned as a ambitious career move and as somebody who's in it and working my way up um i really see the opportunities and it's actually quite a quick trajectory um if you're able to do it at the moment you know from um starting out as maybe a customer service agent the career path does scale all the way up to chief customer officer which lots of people don't know as a position exists it is still fairly new but it's fundamental it sits on that c suite um level role so i feel like just not enough emphasis is put on this as a really ambitious career where you do develop the strategy the leadership skills um conflict management all of these really useful skills so what tends to happen is um it's not positioned by um further education companies like um universities or career websites as an ambitious career so it's really missed in that 
stage where people are figuring out what they want to do with their role. Um, and then actually when you are in your career, depending on the management or the style of the company, what can happen is that you're diverted into another role. So after spending, I mean, the tenure at the moment is 1.9 years that someone on average spends in customer service. Okay. So when you sort of reach that year and a half mark, you might sort of be um, kind of position more into a sales role, more of an account management or move into marketing or another role. So actually what's happening is we've got um, a group of people who start out in their career in customer service and after around two years they move out and it's just constantly filled with sort of like newer graduates entry level roles. So there's sort of this invisible but very visible cap on the role um, and that's why I don't think these um, customer experience has really improved because you haven't got people developing these strategic skills, going through the role and really incorporating this into a really ambitious move for the company. So I think that's what companies like Nordstrom, Amazon, uh, Zappos have done really well is, you know, they are these outliers who've really captured this movement and people want to work for them. People are absolutely desperate because they know that what they are doing will have a tangible impact throughout the lifestyle of the company. So to conclude this, what is your message for all our listeners who are willing to take a career move in customer experience or who are willing to make a career shift in customer experience or rather who are already into customer experience and who are making their way up to the uh, chief customer officer level? What is your message to all those listeners of ours? Yeah, um, I'd say congratulations on being in a really exciting industry or wanting to move into that industry. Um, I'll be candid and say that it is quite difficult because that learning and development um, isn't naturally there as it is in some other careers. Um, but I'd say definitely don't be put off for that. You just have to work slightly harder. So really work on your personal brand, start a blog and start getting your voice out there, share it on LinkedIn, get noticed, like take it into your own hands and actually try and find a mentor. That would be my most valuable piece of advice find someone who's been there and done it who can kind of guide you through their journey as well um, and show you that it is possible perfect thank you so much charlotte for being with us on cxo today you have a great day you too thanks so much for having me CXO with your host, Supriya. I hope you enjoyed a dive into the nitty-gritty of customer experience. If you are committed to applying these ideas in the real world, stay tuned with me. Don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.